Welcome to the MTPT pod. Hi. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Danielle, I have a question. What? This is like a serious question. Oh, I know. I just thought of it right now. Okay. <laughs> what would you do if someone told you that you were doing music therapy wrong? I don't Combust. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, okay, that's it for me. Why do you ask? I have no idea. I was just like thinking about the way my brain has been the past few days and like overwhelm and like trying to equalize and I just wondered for your brain if somebody because my brain all the time is like oh you're not doing music therapy right or blah 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 or whatever you know lies yeah. and I was like if I if somebody actually said that to me what would it mean to me what would I think and what would it take for somebody to actually say that to you bad stuff sorry we can restart I just <laughs> no this is great <laughs> I think that's valid. Like I, for instance, I um, am co-training a lot with an occupational therapist lately with a sickle cell patient that we have in common. Mm. And she is nine nine out of 10 pain no matter what we do. And so whenever he works with her on her mobility, he's been consulting me a lot to work with him so I can serve for that relaxation and distraction piece. And sometimes I look back on the sessions and I'm like, (laughs) I was just like picking my guitar and like talking to her. And like whenever she was in pain, I'd be like, okay, let's breathe to this music. And then my brain's like, that's not real. But it is but real. it is. Legit today, I had a day of all the administrative things that come with being in the job for as long as I've been in the job at this specific job. And then I was trying to get an end of life, like some memory items to a family, but they haven't been at bedside. And so I called and talked to the nurse for like a long time. And then after it, I was charting and I was like, I don't need to be charting this. Like, this wasn't real. And I was like, yes, it was. I was Mm. assessing the family. I was talking to the nurse about the plan. Like, I was establishing what was going to happen the next day. I needed to inform the medical team about what my role is in it. It's like, I have a place. But Mm. my brain was like, no, you don't, girl. And I was like, yes, I do. Stop it. Yeah, I don't know why our brains do that. Yeah, it's really silly. Because even the, it was funny, because the OT I've been working with, he had a new hire with him. And he perfectly explained what I'm doing in our sessions together. (laughs) And your I was brain like, was like, is this real, bro? I was like, oh, well, is that what I'm doing? Like, yes, it's what I'm doing. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but my brain is just being rude. So there's this term I think we talked about before on the podcast that I did not get. It. It's not original to me, but it's over-functioning. Yeah. And I feel like in those moments, my brain is like rapidly trying to find the answer about what I'm doing when it is so simple. And yet it is complex. But like to me, because it's my everyday, it's so simple. But my brain's just spinning out and it's like is this real? There's more to this than this when like the simple what is happening is true and is worthy. It doesn't need to be more than it is. You remember our interview with Devin? Yes. The way she talked about music therapy with such confidence and like competence. Inspiring right there. I was like the whole time I had such bad imposter syndrome because I was like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. But I don't. Right. And I'm like wait. <laughs> when we do. Yeah. When we literally have a podcast about it Danielle. You know what? And I will say, I had a good day today. I had just a lot of moments that I felt were validating for what I do. Nice. And those days sometimes are few and far between. Yeah. But they're so needed. And whenever you have them, it's like this. This I This is, is the thing I'm doing. Even on Friday, I had a moment where I was in a room and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing music therapy. 
has a career. <laughs> and I'm doing it right now. <laughs> LOL. It was like an existential crisis I was having in this two-year-old oncology patient's room. I feel like I've had that experience before, but honestly, today I had a shit day, yeah. and I was walking out of the hospital, and nothing specifically bad happened. Sometimes, you know, your mental health is just like, not today. And I was walking out of the hospital, and I was like, dang, I'm still getting to be a music therapist. Honestly, the call with the nurse about the end-of-life thing really helped me, like, equalize and be like, okay. I'm still a music therapist, even though I have all these things I have to deal with, all the things I'm doing, like, I genuinely love what I do. Nothing about my mood was because I hate my job. I love my job. I love yeah. what I get to do. But some days my body is just like, not today. Yeah. I feel like I've been in kind of that cycle, though, of, like, faking myself out like this isn't real because, like, I've had to advocate a lot recently to people yeah. who think they know or don't know what music therapy is, and then I just gaslight myself. Yeah, I it's funny because I feel like the term gaslight is becoming more of a thing. Yeah. Or has become more of a thing and now we're here. And now like I never thought about it in the terms of you can do it to yourself until you said that the other day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do that so much to myself. Yeah. It's so easy to gaslight yourself. Like legit. Tell me what it means to gaslight yourself. Um, to just just can literally convince yourself you're crazy for something. That like you're allowed to have feelings and an experience about? Legit. Yeah. Like Easy example. We do it all the time. Yeah, it's so bad. I mean, it's it's negative self talk, right? Like that's what it is. Yeah, straight up. So, like for instance, today I had a patient disclose some intense suicidal ideation, and I had a feeling about it, and my brain was like, "Mm -mm, "Not serious enough to have a feeling about (laughs) gaslighting myself." was talking to a teen about suicide in your brain like inside your brain yeah so yeah super easy example right there wow that's crazy that is not what this episode is about it's not it could be it could be well okay so we were gonna go a different place with this episode but i suppose we're here now morgan asked a question morgan's intense question i love to derail things with intense questions actually no that's your thing i stole it today (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll wrap back around and see if we have an answer to it sure so recently I was talking to Amanda um, Bauer. Bauer. My gosh, Amanda, I'm sorry. I forgot your last name for a moment. Um, and we were just chit-chatting, and she essentially was like, are you happy? Like, can music therapists be happy? That's so concerning. Because, like, everyone seems to be drowning. And I worry that sometimes, like, a lot of what we do on here is not complain, but just, like, talk about the ish that we deal with. And yeah. that sometimes it's negative. And so we wanted to, like, take a moment to talk about how full our lives really are within music therapy and outside of music therapy and how we kind of do that yeah and how we learn how to love what we do on both sides of it yeah for sure and it's a journey I don't think every single day you're gonna love it but ever since my um hashtag new year new me in November (laughs) um I've been trying to look at life with a sense of positivity and a sense of gratitude Mm. we talked about this before like it's crazy how gratitude like works and it's like all this research stuff and like you don't want to do it but like it works so not to like discount yourself whenever you have bad days but I've been trying to tackle life recently with like more positivity um and I feel like that's helped me and how I look at my work so if something unexpected happens in my day as it usually does every day (laughs) instead of spiraling about it it's kind of like acknowledging it like for instance last Thursday I went to I got a call from one of my nurses in behavioral health I went down there she had a bloody nose I said hey why do you have a bloody nose (laughs) she I was like did some did a patient punch you and she's like "Hmm, why would you think that and then 
that's, that's what, what happened. happened. Yeah. And it's so easy. And that, like, literally sucks so much. And that's, like, a whole episode within itself of the things that we're expected to do in healthcare and in schools, to be honest, and just, like, walk away from. When in reality, it's really traumatic and terrible. Um, but I kind of just, like, took it and was like, you know what? I'm going to go support my staff in this. I am not going to let it derail my life and my day, even though sometimes it's really hard. But, like, in some some instances, we do have a choice in this, I believe. And so I went and had a good group. I went and supported my staff. And then I went home. Nice. And I had a really great night with my husband and my dog. Nice. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, the different things that we do to, like, get out of our workspaces even when it sucks. And, like, and also even in work, like, how do we be happy in work? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to – I don't want this all be about, like – you know, every time something sucks, like, you're just supposed to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and move on because, like, that's not what I'm going for. That's not reality. We also don't want to sink into how terrible everything is all of the time because then there is no up. Yes. Everything's just backwards. Um, There was a moment in my internship where I went to Six Flags Over Texas. You know what Six Flags is? Yes, I do. Okay. We have those here as well. Okay, well, great. maybe not in Florida, but I'm from Tennessee. Go ahead. Okay. So there was this one time I was in internship and I was on the ride and I had a patient die that day. And I was on the ride, and I was like, wow. <laughs> My patient who died today will never get to ride a roller coaster. Why do I get to ride a roller coaster? Yeah. Existential crisis. Yeah, those happen a lot. Yeah. That was my mindset. It was like, wow, all of these horrible, horrible things, even not if it's not death, happen every single day, and I'm just going about my life like normal. <laughs> That's the key, guys. <laughs> That's the key to surviving is going on like normal. Yeah. Right? Like, we have to learn how to cope. So now when I have a kid die or something really tragic happens at work, I'm like, wow, I've been blessed with this life, and I get to go do whatever the hell I want with it. Absolutely. And enjoy it. And go to Disney on a Saturday for a day trip to drink around the world and then go to a comedy show and crash on an air mattress at our friend's house in Orlando. A.K.A. Daniel's weekend. That was my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like it's – it's. I hit this point of, like, feeling guilty for enjoying life, and now I'm like, wow, I, I have the honor of bearing witness to the worst that life has to offer, and I still get to live my life. Yeah. Have you ever experienced that, like, existential crisis and it kind of bars you from enjoying your own life? So much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like early on in my career with the amount of death that I saw, I found myself struggling to, like, equalize and struggling to let my life and experience be okay. Like, let my want to do things or my love to travel be okay. And I kind of lean too heavy both ways. Meaning, like, at work, I lean too heavy into some of my patient care because I you know, got too close. And then at home, I would take a lot of trips. And so like overdo my self care. Um, That like led me into like a baby burnout. But now I feel like I've just figured out how to balance it differently. It's funny. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Work life balance. It really is. Yeah. 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 It's how you manage all of the stuff because realistically in any job ever, things are going to suck. Yeah, there's going to be stuff that is not a part of your job that you're going to have to deal with. There's going to be a boss or a team or a coworker that just really isn't your vibe and it's going to stick you and it stinks. But it's how do you counteract those things with what you do love music therapy or helping people or whatever your motivation is for your job, as well as leaving that at the door or at least putting it in a backpack and taking it with you if you have to and enjoying your life outside of it. I think what. I struggled with 
turning into an adult was that music therapy lost its luster and like lost its magic, right? Because you're, it's funny how passionate and excited we all are to go to school for this. Like my husband was not this excited to go to school for engineering. No. But we are so excited to go to school for music therapy. And then one day it becomes your job. And it becomes not just like because you start a job, but because it just after after a certain amount of time, it turns into your work Mm -hmm. to make money to live. (laughs) So it loses its magic at one point. And that's where I struggled with like, wait, how do I keep going? How do I do this? How do I not get sucked in and like not have a life outside of this? Yeah. How do I keep going if I don't love it as much as I thought I was supposed to? I mean... It's funny, Danny, that you say all of that because amidst that earlier in our conversation, you told us about the wonder that you had. Like in a moment in your session, you were like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, that's so true. I'm doing music therapy. And it's so funny because it's true. You you fall into the monotony of being an adult because there's a lot that comes with it. After internship, applying for jobs, getting a job, there's a lot right there. And it's overwhelming and exhausting without music therapy. And you add in all that we do. And it's a lot, and the wonder can kind of hide or it can go away, but it still exists. I love that. I like looking at it as hiding. Yeah, it does, because it pops up, and, like, you'll have a really successful session and be like, holy cow, I knew that this worked, but, like, my goodness, not only did it work, but I was able to be a supporting catalyst of change in what worked. Mm. And that is where the wonder lives. It just looks different. I love that. Yeah. But you also own it more, which I think is really cool. Compared to an intern or a student, you are the therapist in the space, making the therapeutic choices, doing the damn thing, and you're helping the wonder to occur. You have more ownership than you did when you were a student, but I think that ownership takes a lot of you. Mm. But when it actually comes true, there it is. Beauty, sparkle, magic, yay. Yeah, facts. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's it's a mindset. Yeah. It's a mind game. It's a recognizing it game. You can walk through the whole session. You can have a great time. Parents can have tears in their eyes. Like, just so grateful to see their kid be their kid again for at least a moment. I see that in the ICU a lot. And you can walk out of that room and let it weigh nothing. You really can. You can be like, okay, that was my job. I'm done. Yeah. Or you can let the weight of their emotional response, of the patient's response, matter as much as it seems like it does Mm. to them. You don't have to fully understand what's happening, but, like, look in their eyes and be like, oh, my gosh, I helped that happen. And, like, do I own it completely? No, this is an interpersonal experience, but I was part of it, and that is beautiful. You remember that gaslighting thing? Yeah. I've walked out of moments like that and been like, but it wasn't me. I have to. Yeah, so I think it's not doing that. (laughs) It is, and it's just giving yourself a little bit of space or a lot of space to own it. Yeah. And be like, walk out of the room and don't walk into another one Mm. or walk out of the house and take two seconds in your car and be like, that was really good for them. And Mm. I'm really grateful that I got to be a part of it. Grace and space. Grace and space. Knuckles. That was good. That's what, yeah, I like that. Grace and space. I feel like that should be our motto. Did I say that or did you say that? I said that. That was great. Yeah. I think that should be (laughs) our thing for music therapy. Grace and space, baby. So all that being said, Um, We've talked about our self-care in, like, several instances in this, but, like, legit, what do you do to be a human? What do you do to have a full life as a music therapist? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh. Joy's not going to answer. I really hope she would. You know what Joy would do? Joy would be like, I say hi, Morgan. I jump on, Morgan. (laughs) Life is so happy. Life is a happy room. I sleep. (laughs) I... I spend time outside, which I've said before, and I'll say it again, because that's what's so meaningful to me in Florida right now. It's the best season of the year. It's basically spring here now. 
And so this is the perfect weather. And so I let myself feel the breeze, watch the trees, lay in the grass, really live the outside life. I really wanted you to rhyme there. You said breeze, trees, grass. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Um, I work out a lot right now. I got into a new workout vibe and I'm really enjoying it and I'm feeling strong and that's Mm -hmm. really empowering for me. I have quality time with my people. Quite honestly, right now, my job schedule changed and it is wrecking my self-care and like wrecking my work-life balance. And so I'm really trying to equalize, but I'm on week, the beginning of week three and I'm hashtag struggling, but we're trying and I'm trying to integrate those things that I know that I love into my week. I just have to balance it a little differently. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like for me, I love like this weekend we went to, I said earlier, we went to Disney and went to this comedy thing and it was freaking incredible. And like for me, play is so important because I feel like I grew up so fast and like I just am such a stressed human being. Mm-hmm. I need intentional moments of like pure play. That's why I love amusement, amusement parks so much. Me too. Because you can just go back and be a kid and scream your head off on a roller coaster or like get drunk around the world. And <laughs> um, so for me, I like literally looked at my husband at the comedy show and I was like, I feel so good I love days like today where we just get to do stuff together and it's so fun yeah so I feel like that's really important for me having things I remember Jill Posha shout out love you my supervisor in um internship she had the best social life every single day after work she'd be going and doing something and I was like wow that's freaking amazing because work was not her life and she just like it was so evident that work was not her life. And so I try to do that. I try to like have things I can look forward to in my week. I do date nights on Wednesday with my husband. Um, you know, we have podcast nights, we have trips planned, all these things. For me, I just have to be intentional about having things to look forward to. And then on the flip side of that, not planning too many things and getting overwhelmed. That but balance, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I just like really have to have things to look forward to. So Danielle, do you love your life? I love my life. Yeah. I really do. I feel like we finally settled into Florida eight months later, almost nine months later, and we've settled. We are having fun. I genuinely love my job most days. I've been on a bit of a struggle bus. I'm not going to lie, just because balancing what we do is hard. But even though it's kind of been hard at work, I've had such a good outside life that it hasn't impeded my mental health like it did this time last year in my different job. Nice. What about you? I do. I know that I am in a season of transition and hopefully just a short one of getting adjusted. And once I'm adjusted, I think things will feel better. Right now, I'm feeling very overwhelmed and tired pretty regularly. But I'm letting myself feel those things and I'm taking extra rest to settle it and having purposeful time with my partner and really just trying to make space for myself Mm. when I feel like I have limited time because time is my anxiety friend. That's where Mm. mine lives. But I do love my life very much. I think the best part of today for me was walking out of the doors after a day that I just didn't want to do, but I did it. And I was like, I love music therapy. I can still love music therapy and not like today. And it's not even because of music therapy that I don't like today. And I still want to come back tomorrow. Like it doesn't, everything can exist at once. And it does. Yeah, I love that. Everything exists at once. Yes. The other thing that I wanted to say was our friend Shelby brought up the other day some podcast where it's like, don't live for the weekend. We all live for the weekend. Yeah. I feel like something huge for me is to have things 
after work that I can look forward to. Because there have been way too many times where I come home and fall asleep on the couch by 6 o'clock. And then I go to bed and I do it all over again the next day. That is where I get in some spirals. It's an easy pattern to get into. But also, if it's where you need to be for a little bit, it might be all the energy you have. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. For me personally, I'm like, I just need things to look forward to during the week. And I need to have a life in the week. You're a mad extrovert right there. It's not even extrovert. It's just like, I'm going to sit here and watch Bones with Tyler. Or like, we're going to play It Takes Two. Or I'm gonna oh, read my, I'm gonna read my book instead of falling asleep on the couch. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you. I was like, I'm gonna have a social event every single night. No, 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 no. No, I have now limited myself in my new schedule to only have like one to two nights of things that mm-hmm. I have to do, and I have to have two nights of things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if what I want is to cuddle my sweet baby kitty and lay on my couch, fine. If I want to make myself a dope dinner, fine. But I do that. I love that. And Morgan is, like, the things she has to do on the weeks is, like, grad school. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot right now. But, again, transition. It'll get better. I did learn I can do a whole week's worth of school in one night. Not fun. Um, No. (laughs) Wouldn't recommend. (laughs) Would not recommend. (laughs) Yeah. So I think to answer Amanda's question, like, music therapists can have really happy and full lives. And we work at work. And, like, you know, it's funny because we have this podcast. I have MTN now. We have, like, literal music therapy jobs. We do so much in music therapy. But – we have really great lives. Oh, and we're in school, LOL, for music therapy. <laughs> but we have really good outside of music therapy lives, and I think that's really important. Yeah, I have made it important in my journey. I had a season in my life where my life was music therapy, and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to hate this if mm-hmm. I make it all of that I am. And when I was able to find out, okay, this is a part of what I do. This is my job. It's not my Morgan. Then I was able to kind of love on the things about me that aren't music therapy at all. I love it. Yeah. Any last words? For the, um, what did I say? Um, the grace and the space. I'm just going to keep trying to give myself some grace and some space, and I think that's where I am today. Huzzah. Huzzah. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you do to make your, to take your grace and space. And if you love your life, woof. Maybe don't tell us that. I don't no, know. tell us if you love your life. It's okay if you don't. It's okay if you don't. I know, that's funny. That's a part of the grace in the space, right? Like, we, we're saying all of this while also having grace in space for everybody on the few and far between. Oh, yeah. That spectrum of life. Yeah. But you can be happy as a music therapist. And we make decent money. And that was – I had, a, like, a, a thing with a club last night. And they mm-hmm. were like, can you make money to live? And I was like, oh. yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. You just have to fight for yourself a little bit. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. So, grace in space. Huzzah, huzzah. Love yourself. Goodbye. Okay, bye.